Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Happiness Follows. I'm Amanda. I'm Dottie. (laughs) We're super happy that you're here. And so Dottie and I were just reminiscing about one of um, our most memorable camping trips. It was also kind of, I think, one of the most transformative for us as well. But um, we were talking about all the stress that led up to it. Like, Dottie, we were both coming home from work, right? Yeah, so we both left after work. We were on our way heading to Zion. It was our first time that you and I were meeting up uh, to do, like, our own little solo camping trip. It was a Friday, and at my school, they hold, like, professional developments on Friday because they don't like us. But (laughs) they, (laughs) they like to torture us a little bit. So I personally wasn't able to leave until probably 3 30 almost four o'clock and zion isn't that far from me it's like two and a half hours um but we were staying on the east entrance side for those of you who've ever been to zion it's the one that is on the opposite side of the caramel tunnel so we were staying on the um east entrance side which makes the drive a little bit longer Mm -hmm. (laughs) for both of us yeah it's about what is it like four and a half hours for me yeah, and Something I think like it that. ends up, yeah, ends up being like three and a half, almost four for me. But there are time zone changes, <laughs> which we didn't think about at the time. <laughs> there are time zone changes uh, as you're driving, and so it would like give us GPS would give me like a time I'm I'm going to be there, and I would text Amanda and be like, "Hey, this is what time I'm going to arrive," and then it would be like. I would go to a different time zone and it would be completely different. (laughs) And like on the drive there, there's no, like there are just spots in long distances where there are no service. So she and I can't communicate. It's now dark because it's November. So it gets dark pretty early and it was just a mess. And I just remember being stressed driving. It was stressful because it was late. It was dark. It's like the time change really (laughs) threw us off more than it probably should have. And we definitely haven't learned our lesson. We still have that problem, not taking that into consideration. But, like, we we would text each other, okay, I'll be there at 10 o'clock. And then, and then like, maybe 30 minutes later, one of us would be like, no, wait, I guess 11? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was stressful. It was a stressful It was just drive. a lot of jam. Yeah a lot of anxiety I remember driving and it being dark and listening to music and just having all these thoughts running through my head of me being on this long stretch of road and at that time you remember I didn't have a spare tire Uh and so I just would be like oh my god what if my tire blows and I'm stuck here there's no service oh my gosh and then I was also worried about work because I think grades were due and Mm -hmm. I still had to enter grades but you know I just wanted to be out in the wilderness, living my best life. So I agreed. I remember agreeing to go on this trip, but I was like, Amanda, I got to work when I'm there. Like, so hopefully there's service. (laughs) I remember that too. So I ended up arriving at Zion, the camp before Amanda, and it's pitch black. It's cold. It's probably 30 degrees and I can't find the spot. And there's also no way for me to tell Amanda where the spot is because service was limited, but there was Wi-Fi. So I had to like kind of walk over to a certain spot to be able to send a message and like try to drop a pin so she and could I remember- find me. Sorry. I <laughs> and I remember trying to drop a pin so she could find me. And I remember like you sent the pin and I got it, but then I didn't have enough service to 
like load the map <laughs> and so I just knew where the campsite was and I was heading towards it but then when I tried to get to your pin it um it got rid of the original map <laughs> and so then I was just like driving blindly without service and not knowing where I was particularly going <laughs> luckily by then I had already seen the sign like for the campground so I knew I would make it to the campground I just didn't know where you were <laughs> oh my god it was so yeah it was so stressful but once I got there Amanda was still probably like 20-30 minutes away Mm -hmm. I ended up setting the tent up and it was super dark it was really really cold there was not enough light so I had to like turn the headlights on in my car and was setting the tent up that way and yeah I, I was outside in the dark by myself so I was a little bit like scared mixed with like anxiety I remember having like my axe out and I was ready or like my hammer I was ready I was like I'm about to mark anybody that runs up on me (laughs) because you had said like you were thinking about the horror movies because you could see your tent and everything but you couldn't see anyone coming up past the Mm -hmm. headlights so you're like just worst case scenario running through your head and meanwhile I'm just like trying (laughs) So I get the tent set up. Amanda kind of shows up toward the end of the setup mm-hmm. and we get all organized. It's probably 1130 at this point. And then we finally get our camping chairs out. We decide we're not going to have a fire because it's late, but we just want to take a moment to just kind of decompress and talk after the long drive, even though it's like 30 degrees outside. <laughs> and <laughs> so we sit down and we're sitting in our camping chairs and we're talking. We're like, oh, we're so excited to be here. And then we just look up and it's just this sea like of stars and it's so beautiful and you could see the milky way a little bit and they're like shooting stars and in that like instant we both were just like oh my god we're so happy we did this it was like a instant release of of all that pressure of all that stress it was just like you know so beautiful tears in your eyes kind of beautiful yeah just breathtaking Mm -hmm. and it was yeah it just was you know it solidified all the stuff that we went through to get there (laughs) made it worth it I was like oh this is gonna be amazing I'm so excited to have these next few days just to be out here and just kind of slow down because it was around that time I want to say like getting close to Thanksgiving break yeah and educators you all know toward that time where like Thanksgiving break is coming up and Christmas break is coming up or winter break is coming up. It's just high anxiety and fast pace. Mm-hmm. There's so much to do. And so for both of us being educators, it was just really nice to step back and just take a moment. And in that moment where we're just looking at the stars, that was like, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was our time to just say like, okay, like we can also get past this. We can, you know, this is good for us. And so we're saying all that to say that today's podcast is going to be about the outdoors and mental wellness and mm-hmm. how it has helped both of us kind of just find our inner peace, how being outside has helped both of us find our inner peace and um, learning how to kind of tune in with our bodies and kind of what the outdoors means to us. Yeah, and being outside or doing activities that challenge us um, are, are can be so beneficial for us to grow and to have that calming moment for ourselves. So I think that it can be so beneficial for us as we, um, 
you know, face challenges or if you're just having a stressful day or if you um, need a little break like we did at that time in Zion, we needed that little break to decompress, to step away. And using the outdoors or being outdoors can be so instrumental in changing our um, our thought process or our like finding our center again. Amanda, when you're in the outdoors, how do you find your center? Like, how do you get all of the outside stress to fade away? Is it just merely being there? Or are there steps that you take to get yourself there? Like, what does that look like for you? It to me, it's like, it's straight up magic. I don't know. Like it. When I, and it kind of depends, it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm camping or, or whatever. It's really, for me, it's that moment when I'm faced by something that I find beautiful, you know, the stars, uh, uh, even as I'm driving, sometimes I'll see, um, you know, a, uh, mountain that's covered in shadow and I can see all the like cracks and crevices. And to me, that just is like almost, um, like, it's just like a calm washes over me. No, I totally agree. I'm the same exact way. Like, you know, for me, like when we walk into Zion and I keep referring to Zion because it is literally my favorite place. We love Earth. it there. And I love it. Like there's this smell that's there. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's Jasmine. I've, I've come to the conclusion that, conclusion that I think it is Jasmine. But there's this smell in Zion that once I breathe it in, I cannot be angry. Like I can't have any negative emotions there's this energy in Zion that puts me in a different on a different plane I I don't I can't even put it into words I'm like getting tongue-tied talking about it because it is so like you said it's magical there's this beauty um that's just so breathtaking and it helps remind me how small I am Mm -hmm. and like in the grand scheme of things, like, I'm not saying, you know, we're all minuscule and not important because we are. But when I'm amongst, like, the huge, like, red rock and just feel the energy and how vibrant it is, it reminds me, it just puts things into perspective for me. I'm able to take a step back and just remember, like, yes, I am important. I am important because I am connected to all of this. I feel a true connection, like, my vibration merges with the outdoors (laughs) and I just I feel at peace and I feel this sense of understanding within myself to my purpose and what my journey is even if I come to nature in the most um the most shambled way Mm -hmm. by the end of our trip I am put back like into like a mosaic like I there's purpose to it there's this bigger picture and that is what the outdoors is for me like I have it I have to be out there I crave it so much and there's moments where um I think we both kind of get put back into place like you said but even within like our own job or within our own um day-to-day activities where we have moments of clarity while we're out there where we say like okay I've been looking at this all wrong you know this is really just like a, a body reset to me You know, it's like back to stage one, here I am. And I can look at things with a clear set of eyes. I know I come back to my job. I come back to my children. I come back to my house in a way where I'm like, okay, like this is me, you know, and I'm able to just think through, um, you know, it pushes all those cloudy 
bits away for me. No, I completely agree. When I was traveling back from Alaska this past go round, and I was on the plane, and of course, when you're on the plane, there's absolutely nothing to do but try not to die of boredom. <laughs> um, so I was reading Psychology Today, I believe. Yeah, Psychology Today. And there was an article in there about this woman who hiked the Appalachian Trail. And at one point, I think she had the fastest, um, the fastest time on the Appalachian Trail. Um, her name is Jennifer Farr Davis. The article was <laughs> the article is titled One Question, and they asked her, <laughs> why is solitude so valuable? And I'm just going to read directly from the article. It says, before my first hike, I remember writing in my journal that I was scared I was going to feel lonely. I was dreading that. But I came to realize that I actually felt more alone off trail. I feel lonely if I'm in a group and I'm not connecting or if I'm obsessing about my insecurities. On the trail, there was this strong sense of connection and belonging. I was a part of nature. And for me, I read that and tears almost came to my Mm -hmm. eyes because I'm like, yes, that is me. I completely understand that. Um, I'm drawn to nature because that is when I feel the most like myself, when I feel the most in my body, the most connected to my soul, my spirit, my mind, my heart, just my body in general. Like I have there are no expectations of me. The only expectation I have is to treat myself kindly and to breathe. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you just, you look around and there's all this beauty around you and there's this fresh air and it's just so vibrant. And so, but I, I get it. Like you're, you're worried on that first adventure that you're going to be lonely, that you're going to mm-hmm. be scared, that something's going to happen. But once you're out there, that just kind of all melts away and you're, you realize like, oh man, this is me. I am in the trees. I am in the breeze. You know, I'm a part of these rocks. And so there's just this connection to nature that is just so beautiful and so valuable that I I want everyone to experience it. So when I come back and I like talk to people about my hikes, they're like, oh, you really love it out there. I'm like, oh, and you can love it too. You just, (laughs) you have to get out there, you know? And so I really resonated with that quote from her because I I get it. Like, that's when I feel the most like myself is when I'm out in nature and when I'm back off trail and I'm back in large groups, especially right after we get back from camping Mm -hmm. and I'm back in large groups. I, there's like a disconnect because I just, I don't know. I just feel very uncomfortable. Like, like she said, I'm focused on my insecurities Mm -hmm. and the things I say, but when you're in trail, you don't have any of those worries because the only expectations that are set is that there are no expectations. Or ones you've set for yourself. I know that, like, when I'm on trail, it's, like, I'm I'm so in my head, but, like, not in my head like I am on the day-to-day. Just like you said, you know, I'm not thinking of insecurities. I'm not thinking of, oh, am I doing this right or, or whatever else might go through your head. Um, I'm just thinking of, like, I can get to the top of this or, like... I'm thinking through how my body feels. So it's it's like, I'm so aware, but I'm not, it's not the same, you know? And to me, it's just so refreshing. I agree. It Mm -hmm. is very, very refreshing. Is it okay if I just read like a couple more excerpts from this article? So she also said, the self-knowledge I gained came through spending time by myself. I learned what made me laugh when no one else was around and what made me cry when there was no hope for sympathy. Uh, So eloquently put. (laughs) 
Um, one time I cracked up because I was hiking down the trail and all of a sudden I saw something dart out of the, excuse me, dart out of the underbrush toward me. It was a mama grouse who had babies nearby. She was protecting her brood and running at my feet. I yelled and hopped up in the air and ran down the trail and they just died laughing because it was like being attacked by a chicken in the middle of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last sentence here is my favorite. I also love grieving on the trail because the trail doesn't try to fix it. It's a place where I can truly let it out and be in the moment. That I love that. Yeah. And for me, like when I read that last little excerpt there, the, for the first time, some of my darkest moments, the only thing I want to do is be outside. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be around people. I just want to go and wander and figure it out because I know that I might not figure out the entire situation, but by the end of it, I'm going to have some sort of peace, some sort of solace, or I've found some sort of solace in the situation mm-hmm. and some sort of, some kind of grounding that I know I can make it through it. Even if it just seems like this monstrous, um, overpowering situation, I know mm-hmm. that I can figure it out. And when I'm on trail, like she said, it doesn't try to fix me. I'm not trying to fix me. I'm just trying to understand and navigate whatever's going on in my life. I don't have any expectations that I'm going to come up with the ultimate solution. I just know by the end of it, I'm going to find some sort of peace or resolution um, within myself. And so that, that little article just was everything to me. I read it and I was like, yes, Jennifer, I get it, girl. I'm with you. You, yeah, you had sent me a text with part of that, and I, I loved the very first part that you shared with us, and I loved it. It resonates so well with with both of our trains of thoughts, and I think, and that, and that really kind of boils down to like why we are doing the thing, you know, why we want to share this information with you because we both have found so much, um, be, because we both have found so um so much growth mentally through um being outside and doing these things these hikes that we've been doing that we want other people to feel like they find that too you know the answer is out there maybe your problems aren't going to get solved maybe you're still going to have challenges when you come back but you're taking that little break for yourself and like i said just like this system reset was there a specific moment that you can think of where you just knew, like when your journey began um, mm-hmm. for being outdoors? Is there a specific moment you can think of or was it an accumulation of events that occurred that drew you back into nature? Or was it like, oh, it just kind of started gradually? Yeah, it's, and I love that question. It's it's a both, a both of those are true for me. I, I grew up very outdoorsy. I grew up doing all these things that I loved and I always have felt this connection and I felt myself and I, I felt solid with who I was. And there was a time in my life where I really strayed from that and it was hard, you know, and I, and just in the last five years I've come back to it. And, but there was one pivotal moment where I like felt like, okay, I'm back home. You know, like it was seriously like, and it's it's the first time you know I, I um for the world I was um, married and got divorced and it was hard like it is for everybody everybody involved for me for my kids I'm sure for my ex you know it was a struggle and 
there was a lot of growth that happened with everybody in that moment, but it was also a lot of pressure and a lot of stress and everything like that. So I had moved, quote unquote, back home. And I was taking my kids on their first camping trip. And not only was it our first camping trip, but it was the first camping trip that I ever took my kids on by myself, you know? And so I was doing everything, just me. And it was, it was a moment. I cried. See, I'm going to cry, like, just talking about it. I cried the whole drive to the camping trip, not because I was scared or anything. I was so happy. I was, I was so happy that I was back home. You know, I was back to myself. I was going to show my children what they could do. And it was a huge game changer to me. Mm, friend. <laughs> <laughs> that just touched, I'm like tearing up over here. I'm like, oh, and I remember you um, writing or we call it like you called me after and you were just telling me about it. And I was so proud of you. I was like, yes do it and I just remember you telling me like about the kids packing up like one packed in a box <laughs> one packed a backpack one like packed in a suit a pillowcase mm-hmm. or something yep. like and you were like you know what I don't even care because we're going out and we're doing it and I'm doing it like as a single mom I'm rocking it and I was so proud look I'm all getting all teary I'm like I'm voice over is- here like <laughs> voices all shaky I was yeah. so proud of you because I knew how much it meant for you and like I knew it was the beginning of something great and it has been like watching mm-hmm. you on this journey of getting back to yourself and you know getting uh your family back outdoors and you know your new blended family getting them to love the outdoors has just been amazing and beautiful and I'm so so proud of you friend thank you, <laughs> thank you. so very proud of you I'm over here Sobbing. Sob away. These are happy <laughs> tears. Sob, sob, sob. There's nothing wrong. Crying is good. And I like <laughs> need to practice what I preach because recently I was talking to my counselor and I was like, there are these moments where I just want to sob and I and I can't. And yeah. so I'm like envious. I'm like, girl, sob. Like, <laughs> I want to sob. We should all sob at some point. And so that's one of the things too um, that I'm trying to work on is like I am pretty connected with myself and I'm pretty, you know, with my body and my emotions and I've gotten more connected over the years, but I still have this, this blockage um, where I can't cry. Like I want to cry, but I can't. And so I will say though, when I am out in nature and I'm hiking, um, kind of a similar experience. It's because I'm, you know, I'll be, I don't even remember the specific trail, just being out and I'm doing this hard trails, you know, straight up a mountain and it, it takes a lot physically to you know do it and your body is just like tired and exhausted and there's something for me like running my body down to the point where it's just like oh I don't even know if I can make it to the top of this peak that allows me to cry (laughs) and Mm -hmm. just like what yeah I get there and I'm just like "Ah," you know like tears and I'm just you see I see the view and there's like tears streaming down my face like oh my god I did it um but it takes a lot. <laughs> takes but I lot think, like, this is my psychoanalysis of you. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be wrong. But I think that oftentimes you you put a lot of pressure on yourself to to be yourself. Does that make sense? Or, like, to be what you feel like you should be. Oh. And I think that, I mean, maybe you disagree. But I feel like 
when you push yourself to those moments where you do something that you really wanted to do, um, even if it was hard, like you find like that's why you're overcome mm-hmm. because you like because you want it so badly. Yeah, definitely. I I have very I've always had very high expectations for myself. Um, and I, it kills me when I feel like I'm not meeting up, like mm-hmm. lining up to those expectations, which is another reason I love getting outdoors. Because like I said, there are no expectations. The only expectations, whether the expectations be, you know, in my life be like outside forces or what I perceive mm-hmm. that, you know, people outside of me want from me. Um, I have this need for perfection and to just, you know, be on point and to, um, get the things done and be great at the things I do. Um, mm-hmm. And whether I'm like, oh, I don't want, you know, like, I, I give off this, well, in my head, I give off this, like, oh, I don't care type thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. if it gets done, but, you know, subconsciously, I'm like, driving myself, <laughs> like, no, yeah. you're gonna get there, it's gonna be great, and so, yeah, you're, you know, you're completely right, I mean, to the point where I had a tattoo on me, progress, not perfection, you know, like, <laughs> inked in my skin, like, for, as a visual reminder that you just have to, you know, as long as you're progressing, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it's a journey, Dottie. It's not about um, the ultimate. Like, you'll get there, essentially. So, yeah, very much so when I'm out in nature, I feel like it's a time for me where I kind of just shed that. Yeah. And, like, I, the only expectations I have are for my body to perform and for me to breathe. And, I, of course, I do sometimes pick some hard, challenging hikes that I might not necessarily be in the shape to do. But mm-hmm. it's that push, you know, it's that push because I know that I'll get like this release that I need. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. And honestly, the um, like you choosing those sites that are a little hard are like helpful for me in that same aspect because Donnie and I definitely have different mindsets when it comes to like choosing the hike. And she's like bigger, better, higher, <laughs> you know, like, and I'll be like, this one seems okay and so she'll choose these ones and in my head I'm like oh my god (laughs) like really you know but then I've had so much growth mental growth from these challenges that Dottie has put in front of me and so like I can see the I can see the reason why you choose them yeah and I'm starting to find myself picking hikes that I'm like Ooh, it looks a little challenging, you know, like, oh, I just want to climb a peak. Like, I would never have thought like that, you know, if you hadn't pushed me in that direction. And so it's it's amazing how, like, your mindset can change, too, through these challenging activities, you know? And for me, the reason I – another reason I do that is because – and I've told people this. I've never met a physical barrier that I didn't think, oh, I can get over it. Oh, I can get through it. Oh, I can get around it. You know, like, I've always, like, summed up any – any hike that we've gone on and be like, okay, it might take me a long time, mm-hmm. but I can do it. It's going to hurt, but I can do it. And so I do that because I'm like, this is a mentality I need to adapt in my everyday life. There's not a challenge. There's not a problem that I can't get through over around, you know? And so there's something that there's that connection for me. So like if it's physically hard and the, the hike is crazy, I've never once told myself I couldn't do it because I know if I dig hard enough, I can. And so I try to keep that same mentality and adapt that just to problems in my life. Like you've never met a mountain daughter that you didn't think that you couldn't climb if you trained or if, you know, if you dug deep enough. So why do you let 
things that aren't even that big control you in your everyday life. You can get through it. You can figure it out. And so that's just kind of been that mentality in hiking and trying to apply it to my everyday life. That's what it's that. been for me. So yeah. that's just me. I love it. So I know that like I laid my heart out there a little bit talking about taking my kids camping and how transformative it was to me to, to feel like I was coming back into myself. And that, you know, I know you grew up in Alaska and I think when you grow anyone who's been to Alaska or who has grown up in Alaska, you know that you do have like a certain ruggedness to yourself naturally, I think. But I don't think that you grew up particularly outdoorsy and maybe, maybe you'll change my answer here a little bit, but um, was, was there like a moment where you realized like this was your home? This was your place? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yes, I did grow up in Alaska and you're completely accurate in saying that you just kind of do have a ruggedness about you because for me, and I've said this to people and I've probably have said this to you, Alaska's hard living. Like it's dark and cold a large portion of the time. there, <laughs> And so you just kind of adapt a very different mentality. Um, I mean, if you've ever watched, like, Batman, you know, when Bane is, like, released from the underground prison, <laughs> and he's, like, he's, like, oh, you know, like, I was born in darkness. Like, I quote that very often, <laughs> like, because that's how it is. It's mentally hard to live up there, for me, mm-hmm. at least, you know, it's just, I, the darkness gets to me, and I, like, moving, you know, to the southwest and having more sunlight has been great for my overall mental health uh, and mental wellness, so, um, I did, you know, grow up like camping and fishing, not a ton, but we, you know, we got out Uh, as far as hiking. I started hiking in my teenage years and I always enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say that it was like my thing. Um, And then of course, as I got older and I made friends um, that were more outside and like did more things outdoors, I started hanging out with them more and I enjoyed it, but I was always slightly intimidated because kind of referring back to our last podcast like I wasn't the typical body mm-hmm. size for being outdoors and hikes were always a little bit harder because I was out of shape and so um, I was always slightly intimidate, intimidated about hiking and being outside and so um, when I moved to the southwest um, is when I really got into being outside and getting into hiking So probably within the last two to three years. And um, it's helped me a lot in the sense of overall mental wellness. And working hiking into my mental wellness kind of regimen has helped a ton. Um, I've spent a lot of time, you know, like journaling and uh, reading, you know, different help books and things like that. And then getting outside and realizing how peaceful I was and how happy I was being outside made me crave it even more and so I feel like I had to learn to love it by myself before I could share it with anyone else does that make sense yeah and so I knew what I needed it to be and what it was for me and before I could branch off and like meet with you and go hiking even Mm -hmm. though you and I were probably pretty you know similar in hiking styles and things like that I needed it to myself. I needed to spend time alone. I needed to um, have those hard hikes where I cried at the end. I needed to have those moments where I could just stop and I could journal and just think and breathe and just take in what was around me. 
And so hiking and outdoors has really just overall helped my mental wellness. And I send pictures to my aunt and to my mom, like while I'm out hiking, and she's like, you truly look your happiest mm-hmm. when you're outside. Like, <laughs> there's this joy to you. And I'm like, that's how I feel. You know, mm-hmm. there's this peace and this happiness and this invigoration, if that's a word, I'm not even sure. Um, Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that I find when I'm out there. And one song, and you know me, I love music. One song mm-hmm. that comes to my mind when I think about being outside and I think about myself hiking is Maggie Rogers' um, back in my body I remember Mm -hmm. being on this one hike and it came on and I just just like kept replaying it kept replaying it (laughs) it just was on loop pretty much until I finished the hike and probably on the way back down like it just that song spoke to me so much and to kind of quote it she says um this time I know I'm fighting this time I know I'm back in my body and I was like, now I'm getting teary. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and that's just how I feel when I'm outside. Like, oh, there's just this exhale of, I'm back in my body. I'm, yeah. I'm back to me. I'm back to who I'm supposed to be. There are no expectations on me. I just get to shed all of that. And I absolutely adore it. And I cling to it. And I love it. And I crave it. And so it just it draws me out there and I love being outside. I mean, it can be, you know me, it can be a hundred degrees and I'm like, mm-hmm. Amanda, I'm going to go on a hike. Yeah, like, she hey, does though. <laughs> honey, take enough water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be miserable while I'm doing it. And I know mm-hmm. I am, but I know afterwards or during it, I'm going to feel so great. So the outdoors is just, it's home for me. And um, being an individual of color, also tying back into our last podcast, being an individual of color, um, you're kind of thought of, of like this unicorn, like you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be in the outdoors. You're like this mythical creature, you know, um, especially being multiracial people are like, Oh, you know, that's your white side. <laughs> and for me, I, I've always like laughed it off and it's never truly bothered me. And I'm like, oh, you know, it is what it is, but that space is for everyone. It's mm-hmm. for we're supposed to be out there we're human at the end of it like and I hate like I don't really like saying that because it's such a cliche but we are we as humans are supposed to be outside we're supposed to be in the elements experience it whether that's gardening for you whether that's hiking whether that's camping whether that's riding your bike we are supposed to be outside and I'm so tired of the narrative that people of color don't belong in the outdoors or that wasn't made for us yes it is Mm -hmm. get outside like the no no matter how you do it just do it the joy that you will find in your soul being outdoors in any way shape or form whatever works for you is I can't even put it into words and that's all I have to say about that well, I love that message. And <laughs> I'm going to say it louder for the people in the back. Just Get keep saying outside. it. <laughs> Get outdoors. The more it's said, the more you do it, the more everybody does it, the, the more the narrative changes and it needs to change. And there are a lot of like Instagram um, accounts about mm-hmm. people of color being outside, like trying to break down that barrier and trying to break that narrative that 
oh, we don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. And like seeing the joy, you know, because I, it's not something, you know, that you typically, like you said, it's not something you typically see. So seeing mm-hmm. people like myself and seeing other creating these accounts about that document, being outside, being a person of color that's in the outdoors, fishing, camping, hiking, like it sparks so I like I love going through my Instagram and seeing it. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. So if you're iffy about it, go on Instagram, follow some outdoor accounts of people, follow my account, whoop whoop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, find that joy in any way, shape, or form. Maybe I yeah. That's all I gotta say. I'm done. I'm done talking about it. I like it. Especially now, times being what they are, I think that like maybe all of us have felt like we've lost a piece of ourselves in this like COVID craziness. I know that I feel like sometimes I'm just getting by and I know that you've echoed some similar feelings, like just one day at a time and it can feel super sloggy and um, just not feeling it ourselves. But the thing is, we're super lucky that even as, you know, I know my state is closing down again and we're trying our best to stay healthy and safe, that we still have access to the outdoors. It might be hot here <laughs> and maybe there are other challenges that come up um, where you live. Um, maybe certain trails are closed or it has to look a little bit different way, but it's still there. And we hope that through sharing a little bit about ourselves and the way that we've um, used the outdoors to help our mental wellness, that you might be inspired to gravitate outside and to find those little moments that remind you of who you are and what we can all overcome. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you all found something valuable to take away from this discussion. Please remember to follow us on Instagram at happinessfollows180 and subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you have any questions or suggestions, please email us at happinessfollows180 at gmail.com. In the words of Claude Monet, the richness I achieve comes from nature, the source of my inspiration. Lastly, decide, and when you do, happiness follows.